Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining SBC Leaders Podcast. I'm Kelly Keane, Global Relationship Director for SBC. Our next guest on the podcast is Joanna Lambert, who is the President and General Manager Consumer at Yahoo. She's spearheading Yahoo Sports' 360 gaming strategy, which aligns daily fantasy sports with sports betting, providing users with opportunities to wager on the Yahoo Sportsbook via its BetMGM partnership integration. She is responsible for driving business strategy and growth priorities across the company's portfolio of consumer properties. Joe has over 20 years of experience across product, media, and business development. Prior to Yahoo, she was Vice President of Consumer Financial Services at PayPal, where she led efforts to democratize financial services and make the management and movement of money more effective and affordable for billions of financially underserved people worldwide. Before PayPal, Joe was a Senior Vice President of Product Development and Operations at American Express, where she developed and managed product, user experience, and operational excellence for the business unit focused on building next-generation banking solutions. Those are some incredible brand names, major career accomplishments, and as we all know, some overwhelming potential as she leads Yahoo Sports into the world of sports betting. It is therefore my pleasure to welcome Joanna Lambert to the show. Welcome, Joe. Thanks, Kelly. It's great to be here. Great. Pleasure to have you. Um, let's kick off quickly and talk about the BetMGM partnership, if we can. As I understand, Yahoo Sportsbook is live in 11 states at the moment, uh, with obvious and clear plans to grow into more, into more states. Can you tell me a little bit about next six months and, and what's this partnership? You know, how does this partnership benefit the fans? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, Yahoo is you know, the top sports site on the Internet. And we're really striving to make Yahoo Sports to be a single, a single destination for sports fans. So, you know, we've been long-standingly committed to great editorial, trusted news content, um, both from our own uh, editors in-house as well as our premium content partners. We obviously have a long-standing history in the gaming category with, you know, free-to-play uh, free games like season-long fantasy and pay-to-win, uh, daily fantasy. And this, you know, partnership that we started in 2019 with BetMGM allows us to then complete that 360 experience to be able to also introduce, you know, betting solutions for our customers. So you're right, Kelly, we're now live in 11 states where, where betting's been legalized. And, um, you know, since that ruling, um, we're really seeing that, you know, the popularity of sports betting really continue to steadily increase and rise. And it's not just sports fans. It's also, you know, fantasy sports enthusiasts and even casual fans are starting to be really interested in the space. So, you know, next six months is us continuing to make sure that we're providing that fantastic 360 experience and, you know, really honing in on that gaming and betting solution for our customers. That's great. It's mad in the States. Sports betting's going mad. Prior to the role that you're in now, um, you were really successful in the world of tech and finance, as I said in the introduction. What brought you over to the world of sports, sports tech, sports gaming? Uh, uh, you know, what's attractive about the role in the industry compared to where you came from? Yeah, I'd come from obviously primarily financial services and, and the fintech space. So, you know, really thinking about obviously technology and building great product solutions for customers to manage money more effectively. Um, and, and obviously at scale at, at PayPal and American Express. What attracted me to Yahoo was really, you know, the incredible scale that Yahoo has. We have a, a maze of 900 million monthly active users, um, a really, really engaged user base that comes to us for, for daily habits. And what I like about Yahoo, especially Yahoo Sports, 
is that great combination of you know, media, trusted content, you know, as a as one of the world's biggest aggregators of, of content, but also the ability to build great products with utility and, and tools that help people, whether it's, you know, manage sports scores or, you know, the fantasy products that we offer in the marketplace, you know, even across some of our other consumer products like our Yahoo Finance portfolio tools, you know, that fantastic combination of media and technology just is super exciting. Yeah. Um, we recently did a conference in Barcelona and the keynote was um, the CEO of Entane, and she said something that blew my mind, and you just touched upon it again, was that on any given Saturday, Entain does seven times the number of transactions that Amazon does on Black Friday, which to me, like the world of sports betting, I don't think people realize how big it is, right? And how, how many transactions are happening at any given time. Oh, uh, 100%. You know what, on the other side of that is, and that's one of the things that I think is really exciting about Yahoo in this in this space, you know, you, you any sports programming right now, you're inundated with betting opportunities in front of you because, you know, everyone in the in the space is trying to attract new customers or bring new, their customers back. Um, that's another benefit that I really saw in, in being part of the Yahoo community with this huge sort of top of the funnel, this huge audience that has where we can serve them with passions. We can you know, drive them effectively through product experiences really uniquely and, I don't know, intuitively to areas that they like, whether it's you know, introducing to betting, maybe a casual player or, or, or showing, showcasing different opportunities across the product. So it's, it's a very great space to be in. Amazing. I've been embedding in gaming my entire life. Um, and so I'm always interested to get people's perspectives. This is, you come from outside the industry and, and I'm just interested on, you know, what do you think of it? Or, you know, what are, what's your perspective? What's the difference um, from the world of tech and finance? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. This, the, the thing that I think is sort of similar, I'll go with similar first, is, you know, when I think about product development and and building great products for customers like we're always always looking at putting the customer at the center and then i love like mission driven product development and mission driven like you know, how do you help a customer you know either discover something or be able to complete a transaction seamlessly you know in the betting space obviously relatively new here in the us much more mature in other markets around the world but i mean i i see a future where you know predictive betting will go beyond sports. Um, and, and we're seeing, I mean, you, you've been in the space for a long time, you, you probably see this as well, which is, you know, enthusiasm and support for betting is growing increasingly since the, you know, in the US, the states have started to open. Um, and, and I think that we'll see, as I said earlier, more, you know, casual players come into the into the space, which I think will be uh, a really interesting area. And, and, and again, another great way to serve customers. Hmm. That's great. That's great. And um, speaking of new perspectives, um, I know that diversity is important to you as sports. I know it's important to you. It's certainly important to me. I've always been intrigued by sports because I do believe, while most people would say it is not as diverse as other industries, um, it's global. It's um, every culture understands sport, right? And it's round the clock and it has all these great tools that can support diversity right and like i said i know it's important to you um and i'd like to i'd like to talk about why it's important to you but i i, I know that it's not just an hr topic right it, it sort of permeates <laughs> all of what's happening at yahoo so if i can set the tone that way and talk a little bit about that that'd be great 
Yeah, it's it's a, a great topic and one that, you know, I'm passionate about, the team's passionate about. Um, you know, we, as I said, we serve a global audience. Um, what I love about Yahoo Sports is we are number one for African-American and Latinx and, and women across our platforms as well. Um, you know, we have a long-standing history of, you know, um, ensuring, I guess, voices um, of our team uh, are reflected and, and reflect the audience we serve. And so you mentioned, you know, it's not just about HR. It, it, it is when we think about recruiting and talent um, for our teams. And it, and it is when we think about partnerships that we do with, uh, with players in the industry. Um, I think that we have a really incredible opportunity to amplify, you know, athlete voices on issues, whether it's racial or social justice conversations, um, women's equity, um, trans rights, um, we have an incredible platform for storytelling. So I really, we take it very seriously that we make sure that A, you know, we're reflecting voices from the broader audience and that we have a, a team that reflects our audience as well. So a lot of great stuff happening. And obviously in the last, you know, I'm going to say 18 months with with COVID and work from home, we actually were able to even further amplify some of the, the voices that um, that we wanted to, which is great. Wow. How did you do that? Well, it's funny. The team, uh, the Yahoo Sports team, like, you know, remember, it's March last year. We're all at the office and then suddenly we're all at home. And, you know, as you know, sports stopped playing. So, you know, the team had to pivot really fast to be able to think through how do you serve an audience that is passionate about sports? You know, keep kids still enthusiastic about playing sports. So what we did was we actually partnered with a number of different organizations like, um, you know, Women's Sports Foundation, um, Global Citizen, and we actually ended up producing, actually across Yahoo overall, but sports did a fair share of these. We produced more than you know, 60 events that were, were not even on the pipeline at the beginning of 2020, um, which again, what that allowed us to do to, was to be able to have these, you know, great, you know, work from home produced content and, and you know, panels where we could talk about the issues in the industry. So. Again, you, as as with a platform like ours, uh, with so many eyeballs, um, we do need to be able to pivot quickly when we need to, yeah. and and, um, and I love that. It's something that's really exciting for me. Oh, that's great! So your colleague slash uh, partner in crime, Sarah Crennan, VP of uh, and head of content at Yahoo Sports. Um, I understand that the two of you are working to open up the sports book offering to a much wider audience than just traditional male sports book fans. Um, you being Australian, living in America, you certainly get that, you know, women's football is on the rise, it is the fastest growing sport on the planet. Um, I think we'll have a great show in 2023 um, when the World Cup comes to Australia. Um, what are you and the team, like, what's that perspective? What are you bringing that others have overlooked? Like, what's that interesting content that you talk about? Yeah, so a couple of things that we've been really focused on, actually, as we've been, you know, Sarah has been especially driving this in terms of thinking about what type of amazing talent can we bring in, like new talent, as well as continuing to amplify our existing talent, um, to be able to bring in new audiences. And actually, there's been a couple of different things we've been doing lately, which I think is is really you know, helping us to build particularly new audiences. One is, you know, focusing on some of the non-traditional media. So obviously Yahoo has a lot of eyeballs on our own platforms, both mobile and and um, and, and web. 
Um, but we also have built um, sort of, you know, relatively big audiences also in non-traditional media spaces, like um, like on TikTok, Yahoo Sports has a really big, uh, big followership. Uh, we've been testing things um, in Clubhouse, um, obviously, you know, YouTube and, and, and other social media platforms also. What we've found this has done, it's with Yahoo Sports especially, is helped to really attract some of the younger audiences who maybe weren't aware of Yahoo, introduce them to the brand, introduce them to sports and the storytelling and, and, and information that we have available to them. And then obviously, ideally, we want to attract those audiences in. But I think that that's a, a really interesting way that we've been able to you know, diversify our audience as well as reach new audiences. And, you know, as, as you said, you know, tell the story about uh, women in sports and, and put that on the, on the table. Okay, I asked this question um, of all my guests, and um, to date we've had a, a broad range of answers. Do you think you have to be a sports fan to run a sports company? I believe you have to be passionate about what you do, whatever you do. So when I think about embarking on like new roles or new responsibilities, I think you have to be really passionate about the thing that you're working on and feel really connected to it. Um, and two, actually slightly different to that, I think you need to work with people who are amazing, who you can learn from and, and who are also equally passionate. So I guess, yes, definitely a, a passion helps. Um, I'm really passionate about connecting people to their passions. Um, and that's why this is such a great opportunity for me to work with the you know Yahoo Sports team to be able to you know, continue to, to serve this audience, which is awesome. Good. Do you have a hero? Uh, that's really tough. Um, I, I love, I have everyday heroes. <laughs> like I love watching innovators. I love like, watching people and creating things in the white space. Um, I have, I don't know, my inspiration pretty much comes almost from my network of colleagues and, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's even in the day to day, like, you know, we had a, an intern, um, in, in at Yahoo. Um, in one of the news areas, and it was her who actually was the one who pushed us to go into TikTok, for example. She took the idea to to one of the more senior editors, and then, you know, she was in the Gen Z category and thought that this was a great way for us to diversify our audience and, and put Yahoo in, in these different, different places. And, um, you know, those sorts of people are my heroes because they're the ones that are making the real change on the ground every day. So I can't... Not, not, not the superhero that probably you're looking for, but I, I don't know. I, I, like, I like everyday heroes. <laughs> good, good. No, I get, I get a range of, uh, you know, all the way from my mom to, you know, uh, very aspirational characters, Michael Jordan and, you know, Muhammad Ali and then, you know, everything in between. So I just love that. I think that's just a really good picture of of how we live our lives. I, I couldn't say my mom because my dad would get sad, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like I said, I get a full range of it. So I just, it's interesting. What about when you're making your life decisions? Do you have um, a role model? Do you have, is there someone at Yahoo or, or in your past career that, that you uh, look to? Yeah, look, I think it's, a lot of it has to do with former colleagues and, and as you said, former bosses. Um, actually, even colleagues in, in the current uh, at Yahoo right now um, help me think about what we should be doing next and what I should do next. But yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the things that I've always talked about when I think about like leadership and, and, and also, you know, how to develop a career 
one of the most important things is sponsorship. Um, so, you know, when I think about the people who have helped me, you know, think through next moves or, or help me actually through even, you know, challenges at work, um, I often lean on my former colleagues and former bosses. And the reason you can do that is because there have been sponsors in the past. And, and when I say sponsor, I mean, you know, you've proven yourself, uh, they, they trust you and will put their, their name on the line to support you um, for that next move or give you that real candid and honest feedback about what's good for you and maybe what's not good for you. So um, yeah. definitely. Career defining moments. Uh, you touched upon sort of people who have helped you get promoted and things like that. Um, do you have, can you tell me a story about a career defining moment in your life? Look, uh, it's funny. I think you sort of find career defining moments in, in hindsight. Um, and, and it sounds more, um, I guess, I don't know, like, I don't know, defining when you look at it in hindsight and tell the story. But one of my career defining moments actually was relatively early in my career when I was in, uh, in Sydney and it actually brought me here to, to New York. Um, you know, I was having a, a skip level meeting with my, with my boss, like, you know, your boss's boss, he was coming to Sydney. Uh, he was meeting with me and a bunch of others on the team. At the time I was, uh, very heavily pregnant, seven months pregnant. And, um, you know, we were just having a meeting and I, he was saying, how are you going? And I said, I was, you know, a little bored. I would like more responsibility. I'm, I'm looking for more. This is what I've done so far. And I just said, Hey, by the way, I would move anywhere in the world. Um, if there was the right opportunity. And, um, which, which it sounds silly now, but like my husband was in the, in the Navy, he was at sea, obviously heavily pregnant. He would never have thought, oh, let's see if she wants to move to New York, uh, just from the perception he may have had. Anyway, six months later, uh, I got a call and I ended up in, in, in New York and 16 years later, we're still here. So, um. I, I tell that story because it was it's a career defining moment because it changed our a everything in our family life, um, it, not just our family but also our family back in Australia who now come to New York all the time and America all the time. Um, but also, it's I I like the story because it's about telling like making sure that you're very clear about what you will and won't do. Um, and in every moment of that, I think back of career defining moments, it's because I was very clear and articulate about this is what I want. Um, this is what I think I'm good at. And this is what I, I, I'm not willing to sacrifice. And, and I think that that makes it easier for people to see the right opportunities for you and have you in their mind as, as different opportunities come up. I think that's really important. And it's something that I've just picked up later in my career. It's not only saying what you will and won't do, but it asking for what you want, right? And I think that's really an, a really important lesson for younger listeners on this podcast is um, to take that, you know, to really ask for what you want and be clear about that. That's great advice. Thank you for that. We know what brought you to New York now. Um, what brought you to Yahoo? Um, so I had been working in the FinTech space, financial services space for, for a long time. Um, as, as, as you mentioned in the intro, like, you know, looking at new products to democratize financial services, make money management um, interesting and, and more accessible for everybody. Um, what brought me to Yahoo is, you know, it, it was actually a, a recruiter who was very persistent. Um, this is another tip, always return recruiters, re recruiters calls. I found out later that a lot of women never do actually because they're happy in their jobs. And apparently it's very hard for recruiters to get, uh, anecdotally anyway, this is what I've been told by a few recruiters. So 
anyway, this particular recruiter was very um, persistent and uh, I, I, I walked in and, and you know, met the team. And as I said, I saw the scale of the opportunity and uh, it, it was it was the next thing for me. I hadn't worked in uh, the media space before, obviously had the technology space. You know, I started in Yahoo Finance, which obviously was my sweet spot from a financial services perspective. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's evolved from there. But yeah, it was, it was it, again, it's sometimes in hindsight, why things happen, you know, I took the call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. What's, uh, do you have you any surprising moments or what has surprised you the most about um, being president general manager? Look, I, I think actually, it, it's probably the resilience of the team over the last, you know, two years. Um, and how creative uh, people can be when put into a situation where you just have to do it, like you have no choice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure <laughs> lots of people would say this, but like, you know, to, to move a whole studio from, you know, with control rooms and set up and everything else in, in multiple destinations around the world to then going into, you know, 10,000 homes around the world as everyone moved to their house um, and started to produce content and, you know, do work and everything else. It was remarkable. And, you know, we had to pivot fast and, and the team did a remarkable job. So I think, you know, resilience and also just that it's a good reminder also about how how fast you can iterate and change things if you actually need to, which um, which it did surprise me, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, necessity always sort of speeds things up a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. You find a solution, you find a workaround. And, and, and sometimes some of those things that we learned, I would love to deploy more holistically as we as we start to, let's say, normalize again back yeah. to the office. We've, um, at SBC, obviously, we were always an events and media company. It was always a live events and similar now. We will always be, you know, there will always be that virtual side of things that we do now because we've learned the benefits of it, right? We There was some good that came out of this pandemic. We we shouldn't forget that. So, okay, um, last question. What's next? What's next for you and what what's next for Yahoo Sports? Uh, next for us is you know, continuing on this strategy of providing this 360 service. Like uh, you'll see us with, you know, we've... We've recently, um, you know, changed ownership. Uh, we Verizon sold us to a private equity company, Apollo, um, which is a great new chapter for us. Um, we go from being like a, a relatively small department in a very, very big company to being a standalone business. And that, you know, that gives us a huge, huge amount of runway to be able to double down even further on some of the opportunities yeah. around like sports and sports gaming and sports betting. So you're, you're going to see us just continue to evolve into the space and, and again, you know, continue to improve products and serve customers and hopefully continue to serve more and more diverse customers as as the, the industry opens up. Well, we will look forward to that for sure. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, Joe, that's all the time we have for today. My sincere thanks. It's been a real pleasure um, speaking to you, hearing what's happening at Yahoo Sports. And welcome to the industry. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks, Kelly. You're welcome. This has been the eighth episode of SBC Leaders Podcast. I'm Kelly King, Global Relationship Director at SBC. You can subscribe to the series on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or watch direct on gamblingtv.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.